Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro. I am the Glitch, and with me is Craig WK. How's it going, Glitch? What's up? Uh, great to uh, be chatting with you about Kirby's Adventure. Oh, I love this game. It's a phenomenal game. We got to dive pretty much right on in. There's just a lot to talk about here. So yeah. Kirby's Adventure was released by HAL for the NES, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, in May of 1993. This platformer stars Kirby, who must reassemble the Star Rod, which was taken by King DDD and remove the curse on the Dream Fountain. Yep, so King DDD is back. Mm-hmm. From Kirby's Dreamland, which was the first game on Game Boy, yeah, on the Game Boy. Um, and you said it was Hell Laboratory, which um, I mean, before Kirby's Adventure, what uh, what did they have? I know they had the Lolo series that they had been working on. Yep, Lolo series. Uh, uh, Sakurai got a hold of working on Kirby's Dreamland, so you know the the previous Kirby game was done by Hal as well, of course. Uh, aside from that, though, Hell is kind of low key during this time. They they had uh, uh, they definitely had some games out there, but I mean, like the Lolo series is about the most popular series I can think of for uh, Hell Laboratory. Yeah, I think that I mean that for sure is the one that's most popular now. But yeah, Sakurai is the one who designed Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about the color of Kirby? I'm sure you came across some things. Yeah, so if you remember. The original packaging on the Game Boy, he's like white. Yeah. He's he's this little white yeah. marshmallow looking guy. And even the commercials for the Kirby's Dreamland at the time, he was white. Is he naked in the Dreamland cover? Cause he looks cause his shoes are white. I don't know if you noticed that looking at the cover of Dreamland. You think Kirby would have a little bit more style sense to to not just be that white and, and wear white shoes. Well, the other thing that, that uh, the reason I kind of bring that up is Chops loves to talk about the fact that Kirby's feet are gigantic. So there's like a <sighs> meme that goes around where Kirby is shoeless and he has gigantic feet. And they're human. Oh yeah. Feet. Yeah, they're human with toes and everything. But uh uh in that one, he's got pointy feet kind of like how his arms are. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I maybe he does. Just it's. I mean, I, I don't think that he's. It's that he's naked. I think it's just that he's wearing white shoes. I mean, I hope he's not naked. That would be weird, right? But yeah, so I guess. I the, mean, isn't he kind of always a little naked? I guess so. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't wear pants. Yeah, he's just. He's just wears shoes. It's not like Daffy Duck or uh, Donald Duck where he wears a shirt and doesn't wear pants or something like that. I mean, it's it's almost like that though because it's <laughs> like he's wearing shoes but nothing else. Right. Hmm. Um, so what happened there? And actually, so we'll probably cross over a couple of things. The Chops and Xander did an episode on Dreamland a couple years ago. Yeah. So we'll probably cross over a couple of things. I know they talked a little bit about this, but for those who didn't listen, uh, when North America got the game, they didn't know Game Boy was just, you know, black and white, black and white, you know, well, whatever that yellow monocle yeah. green or whatever. And, yeah. uh, so they didn't know what Kirby was. So they just made him white on the box art. Yeah. And I, uh, I guess the what I thought was kind of interesting is when they like were making Kirby's Adventure, you know, which is you know on the Nintendo, so it has color. You know, Sakurai like showed everyone this picture of Kirby who's pink, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Why? Why is he pink?" And he was like, "That's the color he's supposed to be." And uh, Miyamoto wanted him yellow. Really? Yeah. So there was like this big argument. I guess they ended up settling on the pink. Interesting. And then so. Like we see on the box art for Kirby's Adventure, he's pink. I wonder why they wanted yellow. Uh, you know, that's 
I guess that's just. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't. I could see him as yellow. And in Smash Brothers, one of his alternate colors is yellow, and it looks fine. It's just I don't know. It just I don't. I feel pink is just his thing. So that's another thing. The always second player default color of Kirby is always yellow. So in any game like Smash Brothers or anywhere there's a second Kirby, like yellow Mass Attack the... or something where there's more than one Kirby, the yeah. second color is always yellow because of that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty funny. Uh, by the way, I did find a list of Hal's games before Kirby. What you got? So there's kind of some interesting stuff. Uh, there's Eggerland, uh, which is a game I've heard of, but I don't know a lot about. There's uh, uh, on the Nintendo they did like Othello. They did Vegas Dream, the Lolo series. I uh, so they you know they they had a, a like not a lot of big hits. But what I think is kind of interesting is on the Famicom disc disc system in Japan, they did a video game version of Gal Force Eternal Story, which means nothing to you. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Those are just however, words put in a sentence. However, it's an anime movie. And what's kind of interesting is I remember watching this anime movie on, do you remember when Sci-Fi Channel had anime movies way back in like the 90s? No. That was one of those movies I watched at that time. <laughs> so that's crazy to me. And now I need to get a hold of Gal Force Eternal Story. Nice. I need to. That's amazing. What year did that come out? Does it say? Uh, let's see. Well, did it come out in North America? That's the problem. Do you have a Famicom oh, disc? God, it didn't come out in North America. Oh, you're just talking about the anime. Oh, the anime was out in America. It was it was dubbed over in English or whatever. Right. But yeah, this this particular game is certainly not available for the English <laughs> audience. There's no way. I even in fact when I click on the the game for it, it just brings me to a page on the internet for the movie. So it's there's no way I'm ever going to get to play this. I well maybe through the power of the internet, huh? eBay. Might have to look into it's that. always on eBay. But I don't have a Famicom disc system. Then you get one on eBay. <sighs> it's so Problem solved, Craig. I uh, but yeah. So so how? I mean, kind of their breakout hit was Kirby. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's uh the one that pushed them, made them a household name, and mm -hmm. Kirby's Adventure was just a great improvement on the original game. When did yeah. you first uh, play this game? You know, I actually I. Uh, I, I kind of have a confession to make. I didn't play this until like years after the fact because I already had a Super Nintendo when this came out because this came out in 1993. Yeah. You know, so the Super Nintendo was already out. And so like it was always one of those games that I would go to the video store and see the box art. I'd be like, man, I kind of want to play this game, but it's Nintendo. It's old. Like, why would I play a Nintendo game? I have a Super Nintendo now. And so it, it like for years, I always wanted to play it until uh, I, I want to say it was like around the time of like emulation getting bigger. Okay. I gave it a shot and I was like, oh, my God, I missed out. I know you have a Game Boy or had a Game Boy growing up. Oh. So was the first game you played Dreamland or Dreamland? Okay, I was yeah. gonna say it was a Superstar. No, 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 it was Dreamland. I okay. had Dreamland and then I went to Superstar. Well, I have a confession then too because uh -huh. I played Adventure before I played Dreamland. Really? Yeah, I had a Game Boy growing up, but for some reason I never played Kirby's Dreamland until huh. years later, probably around the same time you played Adventure. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's funny that I just. I mean, it can. It throws me off because Kirby's Dreamland is just the first of them. You know, it was the the first of the series. Yeah, I got to say though, playing Adventure first, and then going back to Dreamland Oof. is a lot different. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Kirby's Dreamland, and every so often, if I grab out my old Game Boy, I'll usually play through the game real quick, just because it's a fast playthrough. Mm -hmm. You know, I. Uh, but I mean, 
it, it, there's just so many advancements in the Nintendo version, which we now see moving forward throughout all Kirby games after this. So, so let's talk about the gameplay yeah. a little bit. So Kirby's Adventure is sort of Sakurai said that it's more of an intermediate game compared to the beginner type platformer that is Kirby's Dreamland on the Game Boy. It's you know a lot more advanced. So Kirby in the first game can float. You know, you tap the jump button or whatever. He sucks in air and he goes floating up in the air and you can fly Mm -hmm. and you can spit out that air, which will, you know, do a little bit of damage to an enemy. You can suck up like enemies. You can suck up like blocks and spit them back out at other enemies. And that's about Kirby's repertoire. Uh, Yep. There's no copy ability. There's not. In Kirby's Adventure, they wanted to spice it up. They wanted to figure out what to do. And I I feel like it's just something that kind of they naturally fell upon as they were like, okay, we need to expand his his techniques. He sucks up enemies. What should we do? And they were like, well, I guess just use abilities that he, you know, sucks up. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that works. And yeah, so you have a, a crazy list of stuff. Uh, do, do you want me to give you the list of uh, uh, all the techniques? Or if you, you got it? it, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I do have it on hand here. So Kirby has a whole bunch of powers. Some of them have been renamed in future versions. Some of them don't get used again. And I think you can tell, or some are combined. Mm-hmm. Backdrop, ball, beam, crash, cutter, fire, fireball, freeze, hammer, high jump, ice, Laser, light, mic, needle, parasol, sleep, spark, star rod, stone, sword, throw, tornado, UFO, wheel. Yes. I, I, I feel like it's very noticeable that fire and fireball are two separate powers. Well, do you know what the difference is? One is you become a fireball and you go jetting across the screen. The other one, you spit out fire. That's it. But, I mean... Couldn't it, they have made it one ability and just combine them? Yeah, I know. Right, I, I get right. it. And they did that eventually. You know, yeah. and like Kirby Superstar and, you know, other Kirby games moving forward, fire is just the ability and you spit fire, you turn into a fireball, you, I don't know, you know, yell incredibly offensive things to people and you spit fire. I, I you know, all this other kind of stuff. So what were your favorites? Oh, I... Some of my favorite was, uh, favorites were Sword. I really like the sword ability. Yeah. Not that I'm especially great with it by any means. I feel like I'm always getting my butt kicked in the game when I'm using it, but I really like using sword. Uh, well, sword's great because when you jump, you can do that spin move. That's a really it's good a very one. defensive attack. Yeah, I really like that. I've always been partial to, it eventually got called suplex, but backdrop. The, the one where you, like, like like do suplexes yeah. to the enemy. Do you know what? That's one of my least favorites. Really? I just love how goofy that is. Because it's, like, kind of random. Like, it throws you, like, in random areas of the screen when you grab the enemy. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I'd- oh, yeah. No, I, I don't be wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. You're absolutely correct. It's just I love it. It's just so dumb. This little tiny pink puffball is, like, grabbing this giant, like, rock monster. And he's just like, whoop, German suplex, just smashing his head into the, like, concrete behind him yeah love it uh what about you i i know that the most broken ability is ufo or the most powerful ability yeah so ufo definitely the best ability because you can just fly (laughs) around and shoot lasers it's hard i mean you're right um i think parasol is one of the most underrated ones you know you're i think you're right because when uh not too long ago i played through kirby's adventure uh during a, a live stream uh i do live gaming retro games uh at 
uh, twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. And so it wasn't too long ago I played Kirby's Adventure. And every time I would get Parasol, I'd be like, oh, my God, I got Parasol. This is stupid and lame. (laughs) And then I would be kicking butt and, like, nobody could stop me. And, like, I would just hit enemies and they'd get knocked into place. And it was like, oh, yeah, wow, this is good. Well, there's it's that, probably better than sword. There's that one level where you're uh, on like a tropical island and those like coconut beans or whatever they're called, they're like I dropping on things. you. Parasol, you just you just breeze oh, right through. Oh, yeah. Just holding the parasol yeah. above your head. Yeah. I, I will say uh, of all the enemies in Kirby games of all time, I think those coconuts are like the most dangerous enemies. They're super in the game. Yeah. They like they just do <laughs> so much damage and they explode. Why do coconuts explode? <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Mike. I think Mike is one of the coolest ones. Oh, Mike is really cool. Yeah, Kirby yeah. just yells into a microphone and all the enemies explode on the screen. And, and I, so, correct me if I'm wrong, but in this one, he does have like hair color that changes, right? Oh. I can't remember if that's Superstar or this one. I think Superstar. Is that the one where like when he yells into it, depending on what song it is, like he has like punk hair? Yeah, yeah. I think that's okay, Superstar. Okay. But <laughs> he still sings. He still talks in this one. Like, Cisco. Yeah, he like yells that like just whatever weird <laughs> gibberish it is. I know in Kirby Superstar, it's Sia Shishpa. And, and then I think it's just like this loud shriek. I don't remember what the other one is. Yeah. I, well, I, that's great. I yeah. love that ability. And that ability, I I believe that's one um, has been in every Kirby game since Kirby's Adventure. I think you might be right. In fact, a few of them, I think, have been in every Kirby game. So, like, the beam ability, uh, which the, the Waddle Doos, Waddle Dees, Waddle Doo. Uh, the one eye yeah, enemy yeah, they kinda... that shoot the beam out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that one is in, I think, just about every Kirby game after this one. Yeah. And uh, I want to say there's a few others that are, that I are used sword over and over. probably too. Sword too. Yeah, yeah that's probably a This is the most iconic copy ability, I think. Just about. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know, you, you, you get to use that sword while you're fighting like Meta Knight, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, so with the abilities, uh, mm-hmm. if you get hit, you lose it. Yeah. Now, is it just one hit and it's gone? Yep. Okay. If it uh, turns into a star and it bounces around the screen for a few seconds. And if you don't snatch it up again and swallow it, it breaks apart and you lose that ability. Yeah. I. It is definitely depressing when you have a really cool power and or or it's a power that's kind of rare for the area you're in mm-hmm. and you lose it and it's gone, you know? So it, it the game does reward you for, for not getting hit and stuff. Yeah. And you, I mean, you only have six bars of health in this game just like the in dreamland so mm-hmm. in the future games it moved to like a health bar yeah and it's a little bit more fluid you yeah. know it's it's you know i'm sure it probably equates to about the same but yeah the you know you don't get a ton of hits in this game and you know there's plenty of enemies and stuff the the, the levels aren't super long but they're no. also not so short that it's like oh, oh, i'm already at the exit it's All definitely right, let's go. i mean it's a lot longer game than the first than Dreamland because I guess the biggest issue people had with Dreamland was that it was just so short. Yeah, a lot of people had uh, an issue with that, and I mean I agree. Like it is a very short game, and that is frustrating. I uh, yeah, the there are seven levels mm-hmm. in this game with forty one stages. Yeah, and that's not even counting the mini games, rooms with copy powers. There's like little boss fights and stuff, like little boss you know rooms with boss fights in these you know levels and stuff too. Yeah, do you remember the mini games? Do you remember which ones they were? Oh, I don't remember I them very here. well. Oh yeah, by all means, what are the mini games? So uh, there was Crane. 
Oh yeah, crane I actually wasn't bad at. Crane yeah, I was pretty that was good a lot at. of fun. It's you're controlling a crane like a you know crane machine like an arcade crane machine. Yeah, like you grab yeah. like uh, stuffed Kirby's basically. Yeah. So there's a grabbing. small Kirby which is worth I think one life, and then there's a fatter Kirby which is worth three lives. I don't understand why people don't just always go for that one. I never miss it. Well, it was always harder to grab them. That's why. And then as you get really, and then when you get later into the level, so like level ones or whenever the first time you meet the crane game, yeah. it's very slow. And then when you get further in, it like speeds up. Like you have a split second to, to guess really? the correct. I always feel like I do pretty good with the crane game. Well, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was Egg Catcher, which was my favorite. Egg Catcher. So that's the one where DDD is uh, uh, standing on top of like a turnbuckle of the stage and he's throwing either eggs or bombs. Oh, I'm really bad at that And you got to open your mouth for the eggs and then uh, let go of the button for the bombs. I'm really bad at that one. Yeah. Uh, then there was Quick Draw, which was a, another good one. That's the one where you go up uh, against an enemy and you got to pull your gun out and shoot them. Oh, yeah. It's like the uh, uh, it eventually became the samurai game in Kirby Superstar. Yeah, exactly like it's, that. Yeah, the, 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 like, it's Kirby like a cowboy western outfit, which mm-hmm. is utterly adorable, let's yep. face it. And then so if you get all five enemies in that one, you get, you get three lives. And then, okay. uh, then there was Arena, which was like a mini battle with a boss and then you could get their ability yeah those weren't i mean yeah those are okay like i mean it's it's fun enough to fight a boss real quick you know but it, it's not like you know when i jump into a mini game i'm expecting mm-hmm. a mini game not necessarily like hey do you want to play a crane game yeah too bad fight this giant demon especially like, and what's especially worse about that is you your life your health carries through levels oh yeah so when you get done with the arena, whatever health you had leaving the arena, you're going into the next stage with that health. So if that boss kicked your butt and you're down to nothing, you're going into the next level with no health. Yeah, it's it's kind of rough. And that's kind of an interesting thing about this game is that, you know, you your health doesn't replenish. Like, there's plenty of healing items. It's not like it's a difficult game. It's not like it's, like, super hard. But, yeah, your your health is, you know, it's going to be where, you know, wherever it is, as the level ends and stuff. And then there's one more thing about the gameplay, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I mean, for 93 on an NES game, it has autosave. Yeah, you don't get that very often. So as soon as you beat a level, it saves. So if you hit reset, as soon as you beat a level, you load your game, you're coming right back to that, you know, you just beat that stage. Yeah, I mean, so many other Nintendo games are either passwords, or the battery backup save is something that you have to instigate. Yeah, you have to get to like a save point or you you know, you die and you save kind of like mm-hmm. in Legend of Zelda, that kind of thing. Yep. Um did you want to talk about the bosses? Yeah, some of the bosses are pretty cool looking. Uh so the first one which I feel like is th- like the most iconic boss cuz it's in Dreamland, it's uh-huh. in most of the games. I think it's in every one of I them. I think it is. It's Whispering Woods and it's a tree that drops apples on you. Uh-huh. And then it spits out air and mm-hmm. you suck up the apples and you shoot them in its face. Or if you have an ability, you just utterly destroy the thing cuz you're just like in a corner yeah. smashing them in the face with like the beam attack. It's just like the poor tree is like, "Please leave me alone." <laughs> and you're like, "No." You're like fire. Yeah, basically. Uh it's yeah, that one's pretty 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 mean, honestly. I feel bad. <laughs> it's not fair. The wispy it is. It's not fair. At all. It's really not. In the first game, it was very fair because, the, like, the mechanics of the battle indicated that, like, he's going to attack you, but by him attacking you, you can attack him. In this, it's just like, oh, do you have a power? You win. Yeah. Yeah, because in the first game, you had to suck up the apples and spin them back at them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So a lot more strategy in that. Uh, then the next level was Paint Roller. Oh, yeah. Which is, there's four canvases on the corners of the screen, 
and the character will run to each canvas and paint an, paint an enemy, and it'll attack you. Yep, and uh, either use your abilities or suck up the you know monsters he creates to spit back out at him. Yep. Uh, then there was Mr. Shine and Mr. Bright, which was one of my favorite boss battles. Oh, that was a cool one, the sun and the moon. Yeah, so it's the sun and the moon, and they each take turns on the stage, and they both have separate health bars. So you have to defi- defeat one. It turns to day when is it is it when the day's up in the sky or is it when the day's down uh, I, i'm actually not remembering oh yeah I'm, I'm having a having a trouble little bit of trouble remembering i think it's the when the uh sun is up in the sky it becomes daylight and when then you're it, fighting the, the yeah the night okay i think that's how it works or maybe it's while you're fighting the sun it becomes day. it could be yeah, I'm not remembering. But I always that. thought that was a really cool thing. Yeah, it's a cool, a really cool f- uh, fight because let's face it, a lot of Nintendo games back then weren't ad- like they didn't have the ability to to alter the the screen like that and stuff, you know. And uh, and we also see a little bit of that uh, play into Kirby Superstar with the fact that the Sun and the Moon fight in the uh, Milky Way wishes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they battle and then you have to go into the ship and. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. So it kind of like that that theme kind of yeah, carries I didn't even over. Put that together. That's yep. really cool. In case you can't tell, uh, Craig and I's favorite game is is Superstar. One of my in the favorite, series. yeah, one of my favorite in games of all time is Kirby Superstar. Yeah. It's in my top ten favorite games. I think so. It's I love the game so in much. In case you haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> as I bring it up every chance I get. I mean, but Kirby's Adventure is phenomenal. Like this game is so good. But uh, go on. What are the other bosses? Uh, so the next battle, uh, uh, I'm not going to say it right. Krakako. Which is he returns from the first one? That's the oh, like, like little the cloud guy. Cloud guy in Kirby Superstar. No, yeah. he's in Kirby's <laughs> The uh, yeah, the it's the cloud with like spikes all over him. Yeah, and he like swoops down at you. I love the design of that thing. That thing is like really, really weird looking. Like, like why would a cloud have spikes all over it? But somehow it works. It's like a cloud with an a central eye. It almost reminds me of like a beholder. I was gonna say it's kind of like a D and D enemy. Yeah, it kind of is. It's like a really bizarre monster. I really love that thing. Uh, next was heavy mole, and heavy mole. that's the one where it's like a machine digging through the ground, like its arms extend and it like digs like this path, and you have to follow behind it. Oh, yeah, and that I kind of remember that one. That I, I one was more of like a don't fall behind and, and die kind of stage. Yeah. Because he doesn't really attack you, I don't believe. But Yeah, I don't re- really remember that one as well. <clears throat> uh, then there's Meta Knight. Ah, uh, Meta Knight. And this is his first appearance. Yep. Uh, it's This is the, the stage where when you meet him, you have to grab the sword and uh-huh. you fight him like, you know. Hand to hand with this, or you know, with the sword, melee combat. Yep, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and then, I mean, that's the. I mean, he was a favorite enemy that they even. He's in Smash Brothers now. Like that's how. Oh, yeah. That's how great of an enemy he was. I mean, D D's now in. Yeah, DD's Smash Brothers, in but, Smash. But Meta Knight was in there before he was. Oh, right. I think they were both in the same game at, at the same time. Oh, okay, they were okay. in. Uh, I think they both appeared in the. Uh, the Smash Brothers for the Wii Brawl. Brawl. Okay. Yeah, I don't think either of them were in, uh, Melee. No, neither of them were in Melee. No, they weren't in. Yeah, Melee is the one I played the most of. Yeah, they were in Brawl together. Uh, they. I'm pretty sure they both came in at the same game. But I mean, it, it is a testament to the character because I mean, he was just a regular boss in this game. He comes back in Superstar. He gets his own game. Like you know, he he's you know like well, not his own game that he's the main character, but like he gets his own game where he's the villain of a Kirby game. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So I mean, like you you have a a ton of stuff with Meta Knight. Meta Knight, you know, was super popular. With people, and I mean, 
let's face it. Can you blame people? He's basically like a blue Kirby. You put this scary mask on him, and he has like bat wings and fights with a sword. And give him a cape. I mean, yeah, that's yeah come sweet. on. Sweet. That's awesome. And I love the fact that when he he gets defeated, like his mask gets cut off, and you see this cute little Kirby looking face, <laughs> and he's like, eh, and he runs away, throws the cape over his adorable little face. But like, how cool is he? He's got like crazy bat wings. And I felt like he was the toughest toughest boss battle too in the game. He was a pretty tough boss yeah. battle for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was not a, as easy as a lot of the others. And then so then you fight King Dedede. And the world is saved, and that's the end of the game, right? Hooray! Yeah. You get all the star on? rods and you're and you're good, right? So I love the fact that that they they kind of pull a, a fast one on you. So spoiler alert for Kirby's adventure. It doesn't <laughs> I'm sure it does not matter. But uh so you get the star rod and you defeat DDD and like Kirby's like, all right, time to fix up this, you know, free, you know, unseal the, the, you know, this like a uh, dream fountain and DDD's like, no, 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 please no, no, please no. And like, you honestly kind of feel bad for a second because he's really desperate to stop you. And Kirby's like, get off me, idiot. And he like <laughs> kicks him away or whatever. And Kirby's like, whoop, here you go. It's unsealed. And it turns out DDD found out that a night of uh, this being known as nightmare had like corrupted the fountain and so by breaking off the star rod or whatever and like you know scattering its pieces away it was sealing away nightmare and so this horrifying demon guy appears and he's like uh, well he doesn't really say anything i can only imagine he's like are you the guy who freed me and kirby's like yeah you want to be friends and nightmare's <laughs> like uh no stupid i'm gonna annihilate your world see ya and so ddd is like bro bro <laughs> Listen, bro, you need to listen to me more. Kirby's like, shut up. I'm going to go kill this thing and flies off and has one final battle with Nightmare. And it's kind of like a weird shooter battle for a bit. Like you you fling the star rod out and it shoots stars at him. Yeah. And then you uh, and then you land to the ground and fight him one on one with point, the star. Right? Rod. Yeah, with the and that's star the point rod. where you get the star rod. Yeah. Because the ability, uh, which is a really fun battle because you got to hit him in like the midsection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he'll be upside down at some point, so you gotta kind of jump above his his torso and hit him in the. I, I'm very curious to know. Aside from the the Kirby's Adventure remake that they put on the uh, Game Boy Advance, which was Nightmare in Dreamland. Yeah, I'm very curious if Nightmares appeared in other Kirby games because he's a really cool villain. He looks awesome. He has a it's a very fun battle. It's funny to me that Meta Knight has appeared in like everything, but not Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not sure uh, uh, about that. It's 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 a little bizarre that you know the final boss got upstaged by <laughs> not even the the second to last boss, the third to last boss. Yeah. Um, I have a couple things about uh, the series itself. Oh yeah. Um, do you want to guess how many Kirby games there are now? Oh, good lord! I uh, I don't know, thirty. We're close, thirty-three. Wow. Oh, yeah, there's 33 I, games in the series. I highballed it. I, 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 in my head, I thought there's got to be at least like 20, right? And then I was like, no, 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 it's going to be a bigger <laughs> number than that, 30-ish. Um, the name Kirby came from a lawyer, John Kirby. Yeah, I heard who is that. Who was the one who helped Nintendo fight Universal in a lawsuit dispute with the name because of the Donkey Kong movies. Yeah, it was a very interesting yeah. uh, lawsuit, and I mean, not that I'm I'm a lawyer by any means, and not that I'm that interested in in the field of of law. But yeah, basically, uh, 
you know, Universal was like, you can't have a character named Donkey Kong. And Nintendo was like, uh, but like, why not? And they're like, to court. Yeah. And so basically this Kirby, this lawyer Kirby came out and was like, hey, Universal, remember that time? When you said that the name like Don- like the name King Kong is totally public domain because you know the yada yada it's it's only the movies themselves that are like big and Universal was like bro and Kirby was like they, and we win they used their own lawsuit against them yeah basically. it was great and, uh, so in that episode that Chops and Xander did Xander goes into really good detail about that so be sure to go back and listen to that episode because Xander you know talks about talks a the ton about whole it. lawsuit and everything that went behind it um there was a list by IGN for the top NES games. Oh, this has got to be up there. It was 27th. What, really? I would have thought it'd be top 10. Oh, really? Kirby's see, Adventure? I see that more as, like, as, as in the 20s. I don't know. I mean, like, techni- like the technically, like, the, 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 not, like, technically, like, you know, the technology of this game is phenomenal. This is, like, one of our, uh, this is a very late Nintendo game. It looks great. The like you said, there's autosave. The colors are gorgeous. You know, like the backgrounds are amazing. The music is phenomenal, which we'll get to soon. I just I feel like yeah, it's not as challenging as a lot of other Nintendo games, but I feel like this is a just an amazing all around well made Nintendo game. Yeah, but what about like Gilligan's Island? What about I mean, Gilligan's that's Island? a great game. That should be in the top ten for sure. Shut, <laughs> shut your. Filthy mouth. Uh, Nintendo Magazine for the top, and I believe this was the top Nintendo games, mm-hmm. put it on 69th in 2009. I feel like I might have had that Nintendo power. And, uh, oh, 2009, maybe I didn't. But, uh, I mean, you know, it, like when you're including every Nintendo game, I feel like close to 70 might be yeah. a little understandable. I, I I feel like, once again, though, I feel like maybe that's underselling Kirby's Adventure, though it's also going against Kirby Superstar at that point. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's... Kirby it, Superstar was 68th. No, I'm just kidding. You take that <laughs> back. Uh, any other lists that you uh, found? For, uh, so uh, there was one more thing about Kirby, which I thought was crazy. So in Germany, uh-huh. uh, in the German Nintendo magazine, Kirby is depicted as a hardball detective who smokes and solves murders. Ach to Liebe! So, and there's like comic strips for this that they put really? in the magazines. And it's very like mature uh, stuff. So really? yeah, it's really funny that Kirby, because Kirby, I mean, Japan loves those like, you know, Kirby doesn't have a gender, non-gender specific kind of like fluffy characters. Yeah, it's just very adorable. Yeah, adorable. And Germ- Germans taken like, no, this guy's uh, he's a cop. He's dirty. Southern How murders. Am I not surprised that the hat, Germans smoke no, cigarettes? I no, no. uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. It, it had to have been done as a gag, right? But apparently, it's a continual thing. Like they have more than. I mean, it's not like just a one-time thing they had in their in their mm-hmm. magazines. It's multiple weird. magazines. That's really weird. Um, there's the hell Easter egg. Which first appeared in this game. Are you familiar with the Hell Easter egg? Uh, lay it on me. So in all Kirby games, kind of after this one, I wouldn't say all, but for the majority of them, there's a certain path you have to take that's different than the normal path where you will find a set of blocks that spelled the word Hell. Okay. And this was the first appearance of it. In stage one, two, there's an area where you're supposed to jump onto a star and it floats you to a different part of the island. Uh-huh. If you... Uh, have the star appear and then walk backwards, 
then go back, the star will disappear, and you can continue on to the right. Yeah. And if you keep going, there's a set of blocks that spell out hell. Oh, that's kind of neat. It doesn't do anything. There's no special abilities, right. no power up or anything like that. But it, it, you know, it's a cool Easter egg. Yeah. And then one more thing I want to talk about. It's mm-hmm. not really an Easter egg, but you don't normally see this kind of thing. In stage seven six, mm-hmm. the screen turns black and white, except for Kirby. <laughs> oh, I love this. And level. the theme song is Green Greens from Kirby's Dreamland. It, 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 yeah, they do a uh, they do a retro throwback to the game they had just previously released. This wasn't something that was common at the time. No, it really wasn't. Throwbacks to like a you know previous system. Like you'll see that stuff nowadays. Like you'll see in Super Mario Odyssey, you can play as Ape but Mario in some parts of the levels. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, this game came out what two or th- two years after Kirby Dreamland, and th- yeah, they do a throwback. I wonder. Now, now this might be a long shot, but I almost wonder if this if this was like a holdover from the time when Kirby's Adventure was supposed to be a port of Kirby's Dreamland, because apparently Kirby's Adventure was supposed to just be a port of the Game Boy game. So I wonder if like maybe they had like kind of built green greens anyway, and then they were like, oh, okay, well we're doing our own thing now, and they kept going through the game, and they were like. Oh, dude, how great. We already got the, like this level. How mm-hmm. great would it be just to black and white it up, huh. throw it in there? Yeah, that would that could make sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. That, like, it could, I could be way off base, but I feel like that could be a possibility because this game was originally supposed to be uh, just a port. Uh, hmm. Uh, Glitch, do you have any? Uh, uh... Yeah, I guess some glitches and speed runs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so by I can all go means. through those. Um, there's one of my favorites, which I use because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a dirty Dirty jerk, and I like to cheat. Uh huh. Yes, you are. Uh, there, uh-huh. You are the dirty jerk. Yep. Uh, sorry, I was going to be more R-rated words. I was going to use there, but this is a clean <laughs> show, so we got to keep it clean. Um, infinite weapon glitch. So this is something what? you can do with uh, certain weapons, like the sword, and uh, uh, kind of weapons you hold in your hand. So you can't mm-hmm. do it with like the back. Unfortunately, you can't do it with backdrop. Oh. Yeah. Um, but like sword and things where change your sprite. So like UFO. Yeah. If you have the ability, you can press select and it gets rid of the ability. So as we mm-hmm. talked before, when you get hit, it turns into a star and bounces around the screen until it you know, shatters. Mm-hmm. If you press select, you can drop an ability the same way. So it yeah. bounces around the screen. If you press select, uh, so if you're in a level that you've already beat, because if you're in a level, you can press start and exit the level. Yeah. Um, if you press select and then press start right after each other, you'll see a star behind your uh, your character behind Kirby, but you'll still have the ability on hand. That means you're doing it right. So if you exit the stage, you now have this ability until you die. So if you get hit, you don't lose the ability. So what I would do is go into stage one, there's a UFO in a secret door, get the ability, (laughs) do the glitch, and then have a UFO for the rest of the game. All right. No, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. Now, uh, what happens at the like the final boss battle? So you still that's the only time. So there's two times where you do change. So you have to fight Meta Knight with the sword. Oh, okay. So you lose it there, and then yeah, in the star, star rod, star rod with the battle of nightmare. I gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, there is another one that you can glitch out, and that is the mic. So normally you only get three uses of the mic. Yeah, you don't get much. Um, when you're fighting Paint Roller, uh, he'll draw Mike, the character that walks on the screen. You can suck him up and get his ability. Uh-huh. Um, if you get his ability and get Paint Roller down to half health and then start using the mic, on your third use, Paint Roller will die. Mm-hmm. 
if you jump in the air towards the middle of the screen when you use it and you click the star rod before you hit the ground on the third mic, you now get 266 mic uses. Why is it that specific number? So it goes through the letters of the alphabet. So it starts with like Z9 uh-huh. and it goes through 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Then Y9. Eight seven six five four three. So you keep using it. Like for some reason, the letters, gl- the the number oh. of uses glitches, and adds the, the the alphabet to it. What? That is ridiculous. So yeah, you get to use it that many times. I feel like could you beat the game with two hundred and sixty six mic uses? Probably right. I wonder. Because there's not that many times you have to like. <laughs> aside from boss battles, you can avoid most enemies. Yeah, because I think it only takes like six uses to defeat a boss. So you could just yeah get to the boss. Nightmare's just like, what are, you, what are you using that microphone for? <laughs> no. Shishma. <laughs> no, he probably loves Gren's Nightmare. He'd be like, yeah, his health like bar gets like further extended. It's just like he gets armor. <laughs> uh, and then so speed running. Um, mm-hmm. There's two categories. There's an any percent. Um, Infested Rich has the, has the record for that. Um, do you want to give a guess as to the fastest you can beat Kirby? Now, this is any percent, so this means mm. they don't have to go through all the levels. Okay, all right. I'm going to say it's something ridiculous like a half hour. What? What? What, what is it? What, what well, okay, I'll, I'll let you guess again. Uh, we'll start with no major glitches. So any percent is no major glitches. Oh, okay. Uh, so no. Um, and that means you have to beat all the levels. All right. So I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm trying to think of how long it took my stream like to go through. I think I beat it in a couple of sessions, so I don't know, maybe like uh, three, four hours? 42 minutes and thir- uh, 27 seconds. Oh, faster so than that's, that's every level, so that's no major glitches. Uh-huh. Any percent. You want to give another guess at it? Oh, Lord. Uh, so a half hour is way is, is must be way too high. Uh, if 42 minutes beats the game in any percent without glitches. Uh, I don't know, five minutes? Lower. Four minutes? Lower. Three minutes? 44.3 seconds. How? Okay, so there's this ability. Um, and actually, I should talk about this. When you get the copy ability, mm-hmm. if you suck up two enemies that have an ability at the same time, it kind of just like the scramble where you can yeah. randomly choose an ability. Uh-huh. If you press the button, the, you know, the first ability, the first chance you can get to choose an ability, because there's kind of like a, it starts spinning around and you can't really select an ability yet. But if you do it on the first frame, you can get it. You always get stone. Always. Okay. And what they do in level 1-1, in the third room, there's a waterfall. You have to do a sub-pixel jump. And what sub-pixel means, for those of you who aren't familiar with... I'm not. ...with speedrunning, is there's pixels. So if you're in Mario, if you move a little bit, that's a pixel. Okay. There's sub-pixels, and there's 10 of them within a pixel. So almost think of it like a centimeter is a pixel. These are millimeters. They have to do the specific jump on. Oh, good lord! So if you jump specifically on the sub pixel, and then you get into the water and use stone, it will glitz the game and send you to the credits. <laughs> Why? That's so ridiculous. Because it's trying to place Kirby in like a certain part of the game, and it can't find anywhere. If you press, like. B at the wrong time, mm-hmm. it'll just freeze the game. You have to get it on a specific like point to send you to the end of the game. That's ridiculous. I've done this. Really? I haven't done the one in one one because the subpixel jump is insane. Yeah, but you can also do this trick in stage six one. 
there's a room you go into that has like a boss, like a mini boss battle, mm-hmm. and you're standing on a block. If you destroy the block with stone and you're floating in like a like a water block, you do the same thing. You use stone in the water, and then you mm-hmm. have to press, you know, A at a certain point, and it sends you right to the credits. Weird. Yeah, I did this on my one of my, when I used to stream on Twitch. I did this live, and I was like, man, okay, so uh, this will probably take me like a half hour to to get this uh-huh. right. I did it on like my third attempt, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> That's great. Um, so ma- no major gl- glitches, like I had uh, said before. Oh, by the way, no major glitches, any percent. That's done by Swordman Kirby. Swordman Kirby. Yep. Okay. Um, he uses Tornado throughout most of the game, because that's the fastest you just way of movement. You just send you flying. Yep. Okay. He uses Tornado and Fireball. I mean, it's, Tornado, I'm not a big fan of. I mean, I, I it's, get, like, it's a little it's bit of speed. a random movement. Yeah. Like, it's hard to control. I, yeah, I always thought so, too. Um, so clipping is allowed in this one. Uh, there's certain areas like where you have to swim and you can kind of clip through walls and just kind of walk towards the exit. Okay. But no, no, like infinite, uh, infinite ability. No, you know, yeah. (laughs) Turning into stone and right, right. Flying to the end credits. Um, and then, so that's it. That's all I got. Um, oh, uh, one more thing I thought that was interesting in the no major glitches run. Uh Do you want to guess what ability he uses for King Didi? Apparently, it's the best ability to use. Oh, I don't know. Uh, parasol. No. It's actually the, the, the one I thought would be the least most like useful. Least useful. I don't know what. Ball. I hate that ability. Yeah, it's stupid. You just turn into a ball and you bounce. What, so you just bounce on his head a bunch? That's what you do. You stand right in front of him and you just bounce up and down because of where you're standing. And when you're like ball has the ability, like the attack is your downward motion. Yeah. So if you're constantly jumping up and slashing down, you're not getting hit by him. Well, because of where you're standing, DDD just jumps up and down. He doesn't jump left or right oh. because he's trying to jump where you are. So you're just perpetually so you're doing just jumping damage. up and down. That's it. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I had no idea. No idea either. Man, I uh, well, I tell you what, glitch. We we've talked a lot about uh, the game, but I think it's about time we dive into the music. Yes. Let's go ahead and take a brief break. We're gonna hear a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom all right, so the music in Kirby's Adventure is amazing. Okay, so just to kind of give you guys a little bit of an idea, Craig and I probably spent five minutes before this episode started having to remove songs we wanted to play because the whole soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, pretty much. Because he had like a list of five songs, I had a list of another five songs, and we're like, yeah, we can't play ten songs. Yeah, we we yeah we started like trimming them off and stuff, and yeah, it's so we gave you some of our favorites we have listed here. So, the music was composed by Hirokazu Ando and Jun Ishikawa. Now, Ando has worked on Hyperzone, Kirby sixty four, and he also uh, now works on the Super Smash Brothers series. Jun Ishikawa has worked on Adventures of Lolo three, Kirby Superstar. And he works on the Box Boy series that uh, Hal now does. I'm not familiar with that. Box Boy? It's like a puzzle platformer series that uh, Hal has been up to. Oh, okay. uh, has been doing. I'll check that, that out. Uh, it looks interesting. I've actually not really played it myself, but if Junishikawa is doing the music for it, it's oh, got to yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so let's go ahead and start listening to some of these themes that uh, uh, we enjoy. So the, the first one we have up here for you is uh, one that Glitch chose, and it's Green Fields. Without even knowing that the song is called Greenfield and without knowing that it is the first like level song in the game, you can tell that it is a like foresty, like very intro type level, very happy, peppy music. Yeah, and it, it does sound you do hear similarities with the Kirby Dreamland soundtrack already. Green, yeah, like the green, uh, uh green greens green or whatever. Greens, yeah, yep. absolutely. You can definitely pick up on that. Uh, so. Next up, we have a song. Uh, this is another one you chose, Glitch. This is Open Waters. Uh, so this is like one of the water stages, right? Uh, this is one you picked. I. <laughs> but yeah, it is one of the water stages. Did you choose Cloud Tops? <laughs> you chose that too. <laughs> Uh, I believe there might have been a technical error here. So we're going to go ahead and play uh, my uh, song cloud tops and I uh, oh no that's right you had the I'm sorry no I'm crazy you had on uh, you had the the final boss music yeah I'm sitting here thinking like oh god what did I do to glitch his choices he's gonna hate me forever that I didn't play all of his music okay so this is one of my themes this is the water theme open waters let's just go ahead and give it a listen feel like i'm i'm trying to like run the show when it comes to music so i had a mini panic attack that i was like trying to like <laughs> just like steal your songs and some have you be like why do i only get one and you get like three this is ridiculous i uh, but uh yeah open waters i really enjoy it, it it reminds me like when i hear that music i think of like a sunset on an ocean yeah this game is very tropical and with a lot of its themes too and Something we never really talked about was the le- the le- the names of the levels. Oh yeah. yeah so-, so it's like vegetable valley, ice cream island, butter building, grape garden, yogurt yard, ocean o- uh, orange ocean, and rainbow res- uh, resort. Orange ocean is always one of my uh, favorites. Also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 
uh, the each of those letters makes uh, uh, Roy G. Biv, right? It, it does. Yep. Yeah, the the <laughs> rainbow technician himself, Roy G. Biv. Yeah, uh, who is of course, uh, you know, it's the the colors of the rainbow. But yeah, like this whole tropical, like ocean beach type of theme, really shows through in the music too. It does. Yeah, the 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 two composers, Ando and Ishikawa did an amazing job with that music and and really making you feel like like you're in that like kind of like oh yeah like it makes me feel like I'm in a, like a tropical setting you know yeah. uh so next up is another one of my songs not glitches <laughs> no need for a panic attack craig uh this is uh cloud tops uh another theme from uh, Kirby this is like the the music where you're floating around on like clouds and about to fight that Krakow the the crazy uh uh cloud spike eye monster yep Real floaty, real kind of flighty, real kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, g- gives you that impression of bouncing around on clouds. Yeah, and it, your, your level that you're playing is also like a castle in the clouds, too. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, too, yeah. a lot of like pillars and stuff are yeah. like set up in the clouds and stuff. It's a really aesthetically a beautiful area. And I mean, the, the game in general is really gorgeous. Like, for an, it's probably one of the prettiest Nintendo games out there. Now, you have one last theme here, and this is the theme of Nightmare. This is the final boss music. Yeah, this is a really cool battle theme. Uh, This is, like Craig was saying, your final boss battle. You're fighting Nightmare. You got the the star rod, and it's just, this is it. This is the moment. Yeah, this is a, a really cool theme, so let's go ahead and give it a listen. gets the heart racing it, it really does i remember playing this the first time and getting to this boss battle because you do you think the game's over with uh-huh and then this this guy shows up uh all the other bosses you fight have a certain pattern of like two or three moves yeah this guy has like eight to ten moves he he's thought. swooping down he's shooting at you he's flying upside down he's teleporting He's creating a black hole, which, oh, is hilarious because I've never been sucked into the black hole. And during Craig's playthrough, he got sucked into it. And it was really weird. It 
really was. It, it was really bizarre looking, and I was in like I had never been sucked into it before. I was just like, "Yeah, he ain't gonna kill." Oh God, he got me. I like I because you know I'm I'm playing the game and I'm looking at my chat log trying to like talk with people, yeah. and so like people are like, "Hey, Craig, like what are you having for lunch?" And it's like, "Oh well, I don't know. I haven't decided." Oh God, a black hole, <laughs> you know. And so it's yeah, it was just really it was really funny, and yeah, it was. I think it was a little I'm, trippy. I think if I remember it correctly, it was real weird. Yeah, I definitely. The next time you're playing the game, and if you got enough health to spare, hop on into that black <laughs> hole. Just whoop, swan dive right in. I. Uh, so yeah, the the music in Kirby's Adventure is awesome. the The game is gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's one of the 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 better Nintendo games out there. Whether it's in your top ten or your top twenty five, whatever the case may be. Uh, and if it's not, you know, go to hell. Basically, yeah. I mean, it, it's an amazing game. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. So, Glitch, let's hear some final thoughts about Kirby's Adventure. Uh, I mean, it's a game that got me into the series, Mm -hmm. which Kirby Superstar is definitely one of my favorite games of all time as well. We'll definitely do an episode on that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, its soundtrack is outstanding. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's all that needs to be. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is kind of one of the I, I would say this is probably one of the swan songs of the Nintendo. The Super Nintendo was already out. This game came out anyway, and I mean, let's face it, the Nintendo was still selling really well, even you know into the like you know later the even into the early nineties. You know, so it's not like you know nobody played this game and it's some kind of hidden obscure gem. But yeah, this is a phenomenal. Uh, platformer game especially if you have like uh, younger kids around you know that you're trying to get into retro gaming and stuff i mean this is definitely a, a good pick you know it's it's not too difficult but it's not so simple that it's like handholdy and and lame yeah, you know? yeah i agree uh so i tell you what uh, let's let's go ahead and jump on into our retro relapse jones in for a classic game it's time for retro relapse on the legend of retro podcast So, Glitch, for our Retro Relapse, we actually have something that's a little bit different today. So rather than uh, having played a a game and us going to chat about it, I actually recently have gone to PAX West. So In Seattle, right? Yeah, exactly, in Seattle, Washington. So... Uh, PAX was was an awesome event, and you know, for our listeners who are thinking like, oh, uh, they they went and it's Legend of Retro. I don't care about new games, and don't worry, I don't either. And that's why I made sure to play all the games that are being remade now. So one of the the big things I noticed is, and I'm sure it's is always going on, but this is my first PAX, is there was a lot of old games being remade. I mean, it's a big trend. It's it huge. Is, I mean, yeah. especially with how much of a hit Resident Evil 2 was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're in the handheld movement now with the Switch. It was really easy to get, you know, a easy handheld version of popular games yeah. that doesn't have to be insanely good on graphics. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it, what what kind of just throws me off is, like, where is the line? For like our retro game, so like our our rule of thumb is like okay, we we cover anything that's ten years or older. But like some of these games that are coming out, like I I went through the lines and played Link's Awakening for uh, that's coming out for the Switch. It's it's just the old Game Boy Link's Awakening redone with fancy graphics. Mm-hmm. It's the same game. 
It is absolutely the same game. I played the this starting demo, and there is nothing different. You wake up, you you know, like your Link, you know, Marin is like, oh, you know, I'm not Zelda, I'm Marin. You washed up on the beach. So oh, here's your shield. We know it's you because it has your name on it. Mm. You know, and like you, you then have to go through the same formula to get into the tail cave as before. You go to the beach, you get your sword, you have to go into the woods, you then, you know, get a mushroom, you go and give it to the witch, you get the powder to sprinkle on that uh, uh, weird tanuki guy. Oh, it turns out it's uh, Marin's dad or whatever. And, you know, and so it's all the same. The graphics are very pretty. Uh, you know, the game has an aesthetic that's sort of similar to like I don't know, almost like toys, like little like like Playmobil toys almost. Yeah. Yeah, this is, is a really weird design from the trailers I've seen. It, it is it is very weird, but it's very fitting to the it's game. A little, a little like as if you had blocks, but you rounded the edges. Like, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's real bizarre, but it, yeah, it's very, you know, the game is very pretty. The music that's, you know, has been redone. It's it's wonderful. And so I played that. And I also played Trials of Mana, the remake that's coming out in early 2020. And so that's an uh, uh, Seiken Densets 3, which has reappeared on, for the first time in the West, on the collection of Mana which just came out on the Switch, you know, not too long ago. And, yeah, it's like a 3D action gamey action game remake of that old Mana game. And once again, like, it's kind of neat, you know. It's it's not the same game. I It's one of those things where they're changing enough to the point where it's like, well, it's not the same game, so does that make you want to play it more because it is different enough? You know, like, the plot's all the same, but the combat is different. I think for me, and to touch back a little bit, you were saying, you know, our rule is 10 years yeah. for Retro Relapse. For me, when it comes to remakes and stuff, honestly, like, I think if it's PlayStation 2 or earlier, I don't want it. Like, honestly, like, Shadows of Colossus has come out, I think, twice since its first release on the yeah. PlayStation 2. But Shadows of Colossus still looks great. Like, mm-hmm. do we need a remaster? Do we need... <laughs> You know, another one. I think if they're adding content to it, I don't really have much of a problem with yeah. it because, you know, there's some people that, you know, they're in their teens now that didn't have a PlayStation 2 or, you know, they didn't yeah. have the library that they, you know, we had growing up. So it makes sense to want to come out with those games. But if you're not adding anything to it, I don't really see the. It's hard uh, because I, I can see it from both points of view. Like the like certain games, I think to myself, this doesn't need to be remade. It's a phenomenal game as it is. Just bring that game as it is over to this new system, and it's fine. But for a lot of developers and publishers, they know that pretty fancy graphics are going to sell a game better than that old retro style for a lot of the younger audience. And so that's why they know to just go ahead and update the graphics and send it on over, whether it's HD remakes, whether it's like this new Link's Awakening where Mm. it's just entirely different graphics. Oh, yeah. You know, and I mean, at least Link's Awakening is going to have that dungeon builder mode. You know, to kind of yeah, which looks which looks awesome. I yeah. didn't get a chance to Very do that. Excited they about didn't that have, news. they didn't have that at PAX, but man, that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's that's what I did. Uh, I also went to the Hyperkin uh, booth and got to chat with them. Okay, uh, they handle a lot of like uh, wireless type controllers and stuff for like old systems. Uh, so they're coming out pretty soon with a Nintendo sixty four controller that's more ergonomic. It's more like a GameCube controller. And uh, it's wireless, so it hooks into your Nintendo 64. And the really cool thing I thought was uh, you have an SD card slot in it. You can put your memory card from the Nintendo 64 into that and transfer it to an SD card 
So it's more convenient and it's safer moving forward. Oh, wow. That's cool. And I it, thought that was have a lot neat. more memory, too, because those, those memory cards didn't hold very way much more. at all. Yeah, way more. Yeah. So and not that, you know, Nintendo 64 had a ton of reliance on memory cards by any means. But, you know, it's little things like that that I thought were pretty cool. So so shout out to Hyperkin. It was great to chat with. Uh, uh, I believe it was there. I chatted with their uh, head of PR uh, while I was uh, uh, there. And, and she was really cool. It was really nice to chat about, like, what they have going on. Now, did you come across any games that had that retro style that are, like, essentially like a new series? Yeah. So, Skellboy, uh, I played, is like a uh, kind of a uh, like a 3D adventure game where you kill monsters and, like, you take their parts and, you know, use them so like you can put a skull on your head and you can put like you can have a zombie's chest or a rib cage you know it's it's real kind of goofy and weird uh but i played around with that a little bit i uh, you know there's there's definitely plenty of games that have that rest retro aesthetic that you know are are being made today so you know it's 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 just interesting that there's there's like a weird divide where it's like Oh, we're bringing this old game to a new system. We got to update all the graphics. And then there's the other side where it's like, oh, we really want to have the retro aesthetic for this new game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's like, I, I, I guess you can't make all the people all the happy all you know all the time. But it's just a really weird kind of uh, position that the gaming industry is in right now. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm very excited about Dragon Warrior Seven, Dragon Quest. Sorry, Dragon Quest Seven or Seven, Eleven, Dragon Quest Eleven. Sorry, you know I love Dragon Warrior Seven, so I have to say it. <laughs> It's like routine for me. You have to mention it at least once a day or, or yeah, your yeah, heart yeah. explodes. I, I don't think I mentioned enough in your stream, by the way. I yeah, Probably not now. Oh, um, anyways, uh, so Dragon Quest Eleven is coming to the Switch uh, later this month, and uh, I'm very excited about it. And it has 16-bit 16 mode. 16-bit mode, which is really, really cool. I played through almost all of Dragon Quest Eleven, mm-hmm. but you better believe I'm going to buy it again and play it in 16-bit. And that was one of the reasons why when it first came out on the PlayStation 4, I was like, I don't know. I, I, I think I should wait. I have a good feeling about this. I should wait, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, you you uh, it paid off for you. Yep. Uh, I'm glad you did. Uh, I did not have a good feeling because the 3DS version was not coming to America, and I was like, oh, nope, just getting the PS4 then. Yep. I uh, but I uh, I tell you what, uh, glitch. Let's go ahead and we've we've talked a little bit about packs and the current state of the industry, you know, here. But let's go ahead and dive into our character theme brackets. Yeah. So what do we got this week? So we have uh, a two that I really love. I, I'm excited to see how this goes. So the first song we have is the theme of Carmilla from Castlevania Judgment. Now, the theme might sound familiar because Castlevania Judgment sort of uses Castlevania themes previously used. But this is the theme of this particular fighter in this Castlevania fighting game. Kind of weird, but uh, it works. And uh, the and what, what song is that, by the way? It's Bloody Tears. Oh, yeah. Which is a really good song. It's a really good song. So the music was composed uh, in Castlevania Judgment by uh, uh, Yasushi Asada, which I think in this case is also the person who did the arrangements. Because, you know, let's face it, this is a theme that has already been made mm-hmm. in the Castlevania series. But let's go ahead and give this one a listen. <laughs>
<laughs> that is insane. Oh, that was that was really good. <laughs> Very good. It is a phenomenal song. I I almost feel like the person who chose this in our brackets was almost cheating, but it counts. It it, it does, and it's uh that is a phenomenal remake right there. It, it really is. That is a a really good remix, and. Even if that's what it basically is, is just a Bloody Tears remix, it is also the theme of Carmilla from Castlevania Judgment. Man, that guitar solo. <laughs> right? <laughs> so good. So it's going up against, uh, uh, honestly, a, a, uh, a pretty classic song from Final Fantasy IV by Nobuo Yamatsu. You know, the, the music in Final Fantasy IV, whether you like the game or not, it is some of the, the you know greatest of the Final Fantasy series, I feel like. And this is the theme of Golbez. This is a, a theme called Golbez Clad in Dark. This is the theme of the villain. It's a little shorter than uh, the Castlevania <laughs> song, but let's go ahead and give it a listen. I like that. It's got that Baroque kind of style to it. Yeah. Which I love. In uh, in our previous bracket, I had picked Wizards and Warriors intro. Mm-hmm. And because it's one of my favorite introductions, uh, intros to the game, and it kind of has that like sound to it. Yeah, it's a it's an awesome song. Golbez Clan and Dark is very menacing, very twisted, you know, very, very aptly named dark you know mm-hmm. uh yeah and uh so yeah it's uh, uh it'll be exciting to see these two uh battle against each other one is a, like a crazy yeah. crazy remix of a castlevania song the other is a, a pretty classic final fantasy song so you know well uh, it'll be interesting to see where the fans kind of interests lie yeah it's up to you guys i mean you have four ways to vote mm-hmm. for these songs uh there's our facebook page um you can do it over in our discord um, and then you have our Patreon page. You can join us, uh, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Mm-hmm. At the $1 slot, you get a vote for this retro rela- uh, for the sorry, for the, for the bracket. Um, but you also, at the $5 point, you can get um, a, a bonus show. I'm, sorry, I'm all over the place. I don't know what. This is why you do this. <laughs> so, He's li- Craig's looking at me like, you're crazy, Tony. You don't know what you're doing. Stop now. While you're- Just leave it to me, like always. Let me finish. I can do this. I swear, Craig, I can do this. It remains to be seen. All right. So the $1, you get the vote for the bracket. You also get early access to our retro relapse. Um, but at the $5 point, you can get a bonus episode, which we release every month, called our Game Shark episode. Yeah. Uh, we talk about different topics, or we do top 10 lists or top 5 lists, depending on you know who's on the episode. Um, but 
also at the $5, you get everything from the GameZilla Media Network. So you're going to get bonus episodes from Last Action Podcast, bonus content from GameZilla Media, Noiseland Arcade, and Noobs and Dragons. Yep. Um, and <laughs> I forgot to say that you can also vote on Twitter. <laughs> I know. Just you can stab me after the episode. It's fine, Craig. Only after the episode. Don't worry. I uh, so yeah. There, there's a ton of 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 content available for you on our Patreon. And as far as that goes, you know, it definitely means a lot to us. So anyone who does support us, you know, we're we're able to do this show because of our patrons. And so you know, the more people we have supporting us, the more we can start bringing out, the more cool things we can start doing. So you know. By all means, if you are able to, definitely give us a hand in supporting the Legend of Retro on the GameZilla Media Network. Now, I, let's, I, I, we've talked a ton about Kirby. There's, you know, we had a ton of fun today. Uh, I think it's about time that we sign off, though. Let's do it. So we're going to go ahead and probably go and play some Kirby. Uh, but we'll catch you next time when the legend continues. continues.